You can't protect what you don't know you have. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com, and I'm pleased to be speaking with Tom Smith, Director of the New York State Office of Cybersecurity. Welcome, Tom. Good afternoon, Eric. It's nice to be here speaking with you. In 2008, under your predecessor, Will Pelgren, New York State implemented an information asset classification policy, and last year, the Office of Cybersecurity introduced a new tool to help agencies implement that policy. Tell us something about the policy and the tool. What everyone recognized for several years is that information classification is a cornerstone of an effective and efficient security program. We can identify our information assets and then apply appropriate controls. And that was really the purpose of the policy that was issued in, in 2008. And what we've done over the intervening time is try to put in place the resources so that that process can go forward and to make the process as easy as possible for state agencies. That included the policy to control materials, online training was provided, an archived video training. And then in, in last year, we did uh, roll out an online tool to assist the agencies in, in implementing the policy because we know that it's a resource-intensive process for the agencies to first identify their information assets, who the owners of those assets are, then classify the assets, and then apply appropriate control. So that's a huge project. So we're trying to do things that we can do to make that as easy as possible for the agencies. Are agencies surprised when they start doing an assessment to find out how many different kinds of information assets they have? It's a combination of how many assets they have and then where they're stored. We're sure that the agencies are retaining more and more information. A lot of it's very sensitive, but they're also now maintaining that information on a, a wider variety of devices. Not all the sensitive information is in the data center anymore. It's on the desktop. It's on the smartphone. It's on the laptop. So I think that's a really very important part of the process is what information do we have and then where are agency employees using that information? And that's one of the most important things to get a handle on is then, okay, where do we need to apply the appropriate controls? And I think that that is something that can surprise some of the agencies, but it's an extremely useful process for them to go through. We're really looking at the underlying information asset. What's the data that's included in it? So is it a social security number? Is it an application for food stamps? Is it a tax return? We're really trying to say, what information are you collecting and maintaining for your business processes? Then we go to where are you storing that information? And why don't you explain a little bit more about what the tool is and how it works? The information classification tool is a web-based tool with a portal-style homepage that provides the agency access to all the functionality. There's an authentication process, so it's not a public-facing application. There's a security. But what it allows the agencies to do is to open up an asset, say this is an asset that we've identified, and then go through a series of questions that help the agency determine based on confidentiality, integrity, and availability what the appropriate classification for that asset would be. And then once those questions and answers are completed, the application says this information asset should be in this classification, whether it's high, 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 or 
high, medium, low, and then that drives what the appropriate controls are for that particular asset class. So that's all done automatically by the tool based on the questions and answers. Embedded in the tool are sort of help menus, discussion of what the controls are, what some of the terms mean. So it's really intended to make the process as easy as possible for the individual completing the classification process. Who at the agencies, what kind of job for positions are the ones who are using this tool? What we do in, in the policy is that this process is, is undertaken by the person who's identified as the information owner. I think the assumption being that that person is going to be the one who has the most familiarity with the asset and the, where that asset may be currently stored. But what we really do is we do encourage the agency to set up a team to undertake this process and have a, a project plan where individual information owners are required to fill out the information about their assets, and then that gets rolled up to the agency level. And the, the tool includes a process for approval of information classifications and then includes a process where it tracks when those things are changed. There's a central repository for each agency of here are all your assets that have been classified, here are the resulting classifications, the controls that apply to each of those assets. Then it, the tool uh, includes the process for reevaluating and changing those classifications as appropriate. This was rolled out uh, about a year ago, correct? Yes, in, in late July of 2010. The policy is, applies to more than 60 executive agencies in the state of New York. It can be adopted by state authorities and other agencies outside the executive branch, and it is made available to local governments who have access to our central LDAP system. During the year, as agencies use this tool, did you see some changes you needed to make to that, and if so, what were they? Yes, we have a queued up sort of as, as we get comments back from agencies about uh, improvements to the tool and automating some other portions of the process. We do have a phase two lined up, but because of some constrained resources, we haven't been able to, to roll those out. But we do have, I guess you'd call it the, the tool 2.0. We have that lined up to come out as soon as resources permit. So in the intervening year, a large amount of the effort has been to make sure agencies are aware of the availability of the tool and making sure that they are uh, coming into compliance. Because the, the, the policy was, was put into place, we do track every year based on compliance reporting where the agencies stand on filling the, the information classification policy. And those agencies that are not coming into compliance with the policy and haven't completed information classification, we revisit with them. Here are the tools that are available. Here are the resources available. How can we be of assistance to you in, in, in moving the process forward? Through your office that agencies are audited? We don't have audit power. We, have, uh, we do assess compliance with the overall state security policy every year based on uh, a self-reporting process for the individual agencies. The information classification policy is part of the overall policy, so the agencies have to report on compliance, and then we do a roll-up every year of, of gap reporting, and we identify where they are not in full compliance with the security policy, 
and we take an approach of reporting that to the agency executives, identifying where their agencies are falling short, and then undertaking a process of trying to assist them into coming uh, into compliance. Are there any agencies that don't want to use this tool? No, I don't think we've heard anyone who doesn't want to use the tool. I think we, we have agencies who are, like all of us, having difficulty assigning the resources necessary to start the project. As easy as we've tried to make it, it still represents a, a, a significant undertaking. So right now we have about 20 of the agencies who are actively using the tool. We're encouraging the remainder of the executive agencies to pick that up because we, we know that how much it will assist them in protecting their sensitive information and making use of scarce resources by identifying those assets that really need to be secured and not applying those resources to information that doesn't require high levels of security. We made the investment in, in creating the tool so that all that redundant, repetitive work didn't have to be done and the agency could focus on actually undertaking the classification of the information. Having classified it, they would automatically be provided with the set of appropriate controls for the information. How can this tool save agencies money or time? We all know what happens when agencies have breaches, when they haven't applied the appropriate controls. So really that's the message we, we bring to uh, state agency commissioners is here's the Ponymon Institute report, and the, the, the cost of each individual record lost in a breach. 2010, they pegged it at $214 a record. These are costs that you will incur if information is not protected appropriately. So we really haven't been able to quantify cost avoidance in our specific instance, but we're really looking at it as a risk management. It's going to be far less expensive for the agency to apply resources to completing information classification than it would be for them to undergo a breach and have to remediate and notify and set their systems up securely after the fact. So we're, we're looking at, at explaining to them that it's a more efficient process if, if they do this up front, they have the controls in place, and by doing that, they avoid breaches and the costs that uh, are associated with the breaches. How often when you talk to various people in agencies that they're saying, well, the non-IT people in there you know, sort of understand it, but they're so pressed for funds that they sort of gamble and say, well, I hope it doesn't happen. Is that something you hear? We're still engaged in the process of making sure that the agency commissioners don't view this as the province of the IT department. We are real, really still engaged in the discussion of making sure that these risk management decisions relating to IT and cybersecurity are rolled up at the highest level. And we make the point is that everything that the agency does is supported by information technology and all the information that they use to undertake their programs and deliver services involve the Internet, involve electronic transmission and storage of information. They can't put it in the, in the IT box. It's got to be something that they look at the same way they look at risk management for all their business processes. I don't hear that 
people are accepting the risk, but we're really saying these are things that you have to look at at the highest level so that the chief information security officer and the, and the person making these decisions about implementing the controls, they really need a seat at the table at the highest level to say, when you make this decision, this is a risk that is present, are you willing to accept it? So we're having that discussion, but we really haven't heard someone saying, we're, we're going to ignore the risk at our peril. I, we don't have people saying that. When you say at the highest levels, are you talking about agency heads? Yes, we really want, we really encourage the agency head to meet regularly with their ISO so that they have a view into these processes and the implementation of the controls, and that they have a view into where do we need to expend more resources to protect our information. So we're really trying to have them engaged regularly in that, in that process, and that's something that we try to drive home to the agency commissioners every year when we present their compliance report cards at an annual briefing, is that based on the agency's self-reporting, we create a report card to show where they're doing well, where they need to improve. The first message is you need to be meeting with your ISO on a regular basis so that you understand this process, you understand the risk and how your agency is mitigating those risks. Have you observed a change in attitude among the top people in various agencies toward IT risk in the past year or two than maybe three or four or five years ago? I think so. I think they really are much more understanding of the fact that it's not just a compartmentalized process, that it really is part of their overall business and their overall assessment of risk. After we did the executive briefing this year, we had a much stronger uptake of agencies who said, please tell me how I can improve our compliance with the policy. Help me get the regular training help me move my information classification process forward. We had a much stronger uh, reaction. And I think some of that, you know, is, is a natural result of how prevalent reports of breaches are in the press. There's a clear understanding among the agency commissioners that they want to address those risks before they're the ones who have the breach that have that is discussed in the news. There's a higher sensitivity to it. I think they're learning the, the message and the importance of being involved in this process. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate your opportunity to tell the good news about information classification. I've been speaking with Tom Smith, Director of New York State's Office of Cybersecurity. For GovInfoSecurity.com, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.